everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Sometimes better isn't easier. Sometimes better means more difficult. This was just one of the big things I unpacked with Todd Van Fleet as we sat and discussed his belief that we are created to create. Todd is an accomplished creator, but he believes that, in a sense, we're all creators, and that we were made that way. Quite a bit came up as we talked about what that means for him and what he believes it means for everyone else. I'm still thinking about something being better also meaning that it's more difficult. Part of me doesn't like that theory one bit. And yet I must admit I've experienced it more than a few times in my own life. Some of you may be in the midst of challenges at work right now. If you're a photographer, you most likely just finished the holiday rush and you're ready for some R&R after a hectic season. As we roll into 2020, just know that White House Custom Color is here for you. So keep going, keep trying, keep creating. Let's get through the formalities first yeah. and tell me who you are and where you're from and all the, all the stuff about you. My name's Todd Van Fleet. I'm from Colorado. I am a creative director, art director, designer, photographer, husband, father, friend. Videographer. Videographer. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And you work at a church. My nine to five is at Flatirons Community Church in Lafayette, Colorado. Been there five years. Was sick of advertising. I was in the advertising world for several years. Mm. I just got tired of using my gifts. I wanted to, I wanted to use my powers for good, right? <laughs> you know, was it very corporate? It's super corporate. Yeah, it was huge ad, huge yeah. ad agency. Yeah. I worked on. Um, Polaris, Procter and Gamble, Bissell, Red Robin. When I left, I was the senior art director for Coors Light. Now, and then I went to work at a church. When you say you say in jest that you w- wanted to use your powers for good, and I I I get the 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 funny nature of that, right? But yeah. what's what's below that? What's the serious piece about that when regarding the ad? ad world in particular yes does it did it feel disingenuous did it feel inauthentic for me the the world was not the world i wanted to be in it was too it was too much it was too many work hours it was too much Mm. travel it was taking me away from my kids my wife um my oldest child you know was was going through some some things and i remember there being a, a point where I was in Chicago traveling for work and and I'm sitting at the airport to come home and there was there was a situation at home and I I couldn't be there. Mm. I was too far away to do anything about yeah. it. And it was that moment I can pinpoint that I was like something needs to change. Yeah. And that's when I just felt that grind in my heart mm-hmm. where you know, we're doing humongous photo shoots for Coors Light right. like in the Broncos football stadium. 
Right. And and I'm looking around. I remember looking around at one point going, the amount of resource and money that goes into us yeah. creating a little print ad yeah. for Coors Light beer yeah. is really bothering me right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm a part of that. Mm-hmm. How, how could I be a part of something else, of something bigger, something that's going to not generate more beer sales to like 22 year old right dudes i would not hang out with right, right? <laughs> i'm like right so um how can it just i just wasn't who you no were. it's not who i wanted to be right um i didn't really know who i was right i just knew but you that knew you weren't that i knew i wasn't that mm-hmm. and um my wife and i had started going to this church uh it changed my life changed our marriage mm. saved our marriage mm. um and we had, um, she had started volunteering there. <clears throat> I was super reluctant with church at first. It was, I mean, I was 30 by the time I, I say I bumped into Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, oh, hey, hey, yeah. there you are. <laughs> oh, hey there. What's going on? Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, I was trying to be the cool guy at first. I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's cool. I like, I like what he had to say. Maybe I'll, I'll come back next week and see, <laughs> yeah, see where he's yeah, going to go with this. Right. That went okay. Yeah. And, um, and my wife knew she was like, you'll be back. Um, and then she was volunteering there in the kids ministry. And then we had a couple more kids of our own. And then she looked at me like, it's your turn to volunteer and to get involved. Right. And get plugged in. I was still like, I don't know about that. I started doing it. Um, I started taking pictures and doing videos for the men's retreats they were having. Yeah. I got to yeah. know some of the guys there. I was like, oh, these guys aren't so bad. Right. These guys are okay. These guys are okay. Right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they became my best friends real, yeah. real fast. Yeah. And yeah. I was, I was there one day for something completely unrelated to, to going to work at a church. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why don't you just come work with us? Why don't you just do this full time? And I was just like, I I don't know what that looks like me working at a church. Right. And I could, I could, I could all day we could talk about that little story, but flash forward a year later, there it was. And you're there. It took a year to, to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, we just weren't in a situation where um, I could just up and leave advertising, go work in ministry. Right. My wife was at home with our youngest, my son, um, was born with a brain condition, oh. um, um, hydrocephalus. He, oh, yeah. It's where you have too much cerebral fluid around the brain. Right. So when he was 10 months old, he had, he underwent two brain surgeries. Oh, that is the scariest thing I've ever d- gone through in my life. I, yeah. Um, you know, we could also side conversations about that, but right. anyways, um, she was home with him and, and I was doing well in advertising financially. So mm-hmm. we could, uh, manage that and we couldn't manage for me to just up and go work in ministry but a year later everything played out my wife went back to teaching um she's an amazing woman she's an awesome teacher in montessori field and there was this like we'd been going to this church that was like um 45 minute drive from our house and we wanted to move closer and get more plugged in and more connected right and um we didn't know how or when that would ever happen. They opened a Montessori school right by our church, like a brand new one. And we're like, whoa, look at that. That's nice. We should look into that. And like, I'm not kidding you. Like a week or two later, she got an email from the school saying, hey, we'd love to have someone like you start our elementary program or, or 
ramp up our elementary program here. And w- still to this day, we're not sure how they got her contact. How info. they even knew about her. I, I'm not even joking about this. Like, well, we're there, like, there, like, you might have they, some theories on how that the, happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and so, so she got a job right by our church, literally like mm-hmm. less than a quarter of a mile away. And then we were like, trying, oh, like, well, we'll move up there. Mm-hmm. And we were in the Denver metro area, and mm-hmm. we we're going to move up like outside the Boulder area. Oh, okay. Um, Louisville was, has been like ranked one of the top neighborhoods to live in in the city for years. And we we're just naive to like, oh, we'll find a house, no problem. Yeah. No. We couldn't find any, like, and even anything for rent was like gone within five minutes. Right. Like, we couldn't, we we're like, oh, we'll schedule a time to go look at it. And they're like, yep, sorry, it's been, it's gone. It's gone. We we're like, what in the world? And then some time went by. We were like, what are we going to do? School's going to be starting. I don't want the, her and the kids to have to commute that far every day, round trip. And, um, and then, uh, a friend of mine randomly is like, hey, are you still looking for a place to live up in that neighborhood? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I got a house for rent. Uh, we'll take it. You know, I was like, we'll take it. And he's like, you want to look at it? Nope. We're, it's we're like, ours. Yep, we're in. We'll take it. We're in. <laughs> and then we went and looked at it. We're like, this is beyond perfect. Yeah. Like, okay. And then, and then she was working there. We were living closer there. I was still commuting back to the Denver area for the ad agency job. And then, and then it worked out that I started to go work at the church. And now I've always done freelance photography and design work because i i worked at a a large portrait studio in the denver area for several years Uh, we were at a point where we were about 150 seniors a year a couple hundred families um and then the there were some things that went down with the studio and it the studio went away yeah and um not my doing. I wasn't the owner of the studio. Right. But then this opportunity came up. So sorry, I'm jumping backwards on you. Sorry. Right. In time. We're going back in time. Okay. Um, there was an opportunity with the Denver Broncos. A job came up. This was after, was this before the ad stuff? So this is before ad okay. agency. Okay. Um, after portrait studio. Okay. Portrait studio. Yep. Then to the Broncos. Then to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. This job came up. I applied for it. Went through several interviews. Got the job. I think I quickly discovered why I got the job amongst everyone else. Why? They gave me two jobs in one. So I was the art director and a game day photographer. Oh, They're like, we can, this guy, we can get him to do both things. We can work him seven days a week. Well, I was going to say that there's, <laughs> if you're the game day photographer, that's Sunday. Yes. If you're the art director, that's at least Monday through Friday. At least. Which sometimes might give you Saturdays? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if we had back-to-back home games, yeah, forget about it. Right. I didn't see my family for two weeks. Right. It was awful. Right. It was a dream job that was hell, literally. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's funny. Like, I'll, I would run into people, right? Like, I have this comparison now. We're like, hey, you know, it's always the first thing. Another man will ask you, hey, what do you do? Yeah. I work at the Broncos. What? Yeah. What do you do? And yeah. I'd be like, I'm the quarterback. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know me. What how do you, do you, how you, do you not, you don't recognize me or? Yeah. And, uh, but that, you know, there's a job like that. It'd be like, yeah, I'll do this for a year. I'm going to need 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, then I, then I can be done. Yeah. <laughs> Seven days a week. I'm in yeah. $10 million. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that, that's a, this funny piece now. Like when people would ask me, I'd be like, oh, you know, 
I work for Coors Light. I work for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. Like, what do you do now? I work for a church. I see them just walk the other way. They just <laughs> go. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They're like, what? oh yeah, you say you're kind of going the the wrong way in your life. Yeah, <laughs> like you're going. You're digressing. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you you said that. Um, we we've, we've talked. Well, first of all, we've talked about doing this for a long time, and and now we're both here at Apex in you know right outside of Yosemite. And again, we're outside. So if, if if you hear if you hear that this sounds a little different, it's because we felt as though it was extremely inappropriate to sit inside. Yeah, at this a place is like this incredible. <laughs> this is pond next to us, vintage airstream trailer next to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're that's what we're staying in while we're here. And um, we, so we last night you and I were talking oh, all the different things that we that we might discuss, and we just wanted to throw out a topic. Um, and you came up with, you feel as though we're created to create. Absolutely, I feel that way. What's the what's the, what's the short version of that before we dive in? What is what do you mean by that? We're all created, right? We're all created in His image, whether you believe that or not. Okay, just go with it. <laughs> Some people think we are sure, right? <laughs> um, right. You know, it's hard to. I would say it's hard to argue that. That okay. there was a design involved somewhere within you. If you're listening to this, you've been designed specifically to be you. And I I don't take that lightly. I don't mm. I don't want people to to discard that so quickly like they do. I mean and and I there's this other piece of this I always hear people say, Well, I'm not creative or I'm not whatever and I would challenge those people or even if that's you listening, if you think that you're not creative, you're wrong. You're so creative and you're so capable of so much. Yeah. A lot of potential. There's so much there that you can tap into at that 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 can be for you. And and you're creative in so many ways. Like whether it's the way you get to work. You you picked a route and that's that's making a series of choices mm -hmm. that are against the norm and that's creative. Mm -hmm. That's problem solving. Mm -hmm. Um right? Mm -hmm. It's the way a guy does an Excel spreadsheet. Like the, Yeah, you're picking some the mundane things even to start with, right? Yeah, to the, to show people that even in those things, you're having to figure things out yeah. and, and be creative in ways that you might not recognize yeah. at first. Yeah, I mean, you, you could argue, well, there's a formula and you have to do this and this and that. And I'd be like, well, yeah, but you're taking that and you're applying that to your specific tasks or your field or your job. Yeah, That's you taking that formula and, and using it in a creative way that works for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're talking to somebody that does share your worldview, um, sure. it's it's not hard to convince somebody that they're created maybe to create. Um, some people would still say, well, I'm not very creative. Maybe I'm, I'm created to nurture kids or I'm created to um, be an accountant or, you know, I'm really good with numbers or whatever. And you're still creating in all those things. Well, that, that's your argument and I get that and that makes sense to me. But what about talking to people that, that don't even agree with the premise to begin with. You said, just go with me on this, right? And I understand that too. But it's a different conversation when someone disagrees with the premise from the get-go, right? Absolutely right. That's a great question. 
I would I would say, you know, it goes back to the design, mm-hmm. right? You can't argue that you can go build a bridge without a design. Okay. I mean, you could. Good luck. You'd be wrong. It's not going to. I mean, you could just go slap one together. Is it going to work? Is it, Are they going to implement it into, you know, roadways and right. civil engineers? No, right. no, not at all. Right. Um, you need a plan. You need a design. Mm-hmm. And I f- feel that we were, we've been designed. Mm-hmm. There was a plan. You think that's self-evident. I didn't at first, right? So, well, and that's what I wanted to get to because you also, I had the sense that you also know what it's like to not feel that self-evident. Yeah, over half my life, I felt that way. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there was just, you know, as I was younger, there was just a series of things that would tell me that there's nothing else, right? There's sure. nothing bigger. Right. So, you know, and if this happened, then why that and you can't point this to that and if any of that makes sense. But, um, I think once you let yourself tap into that or be open to that, right. that it's a whole nother world. And I mean, a friend, of, a friend of mine and I were talking about this the other day. It's like, you can look at a spider web. I go, look at, look at that spider web. Oh, gross. You know, get it out of the way. But if you stop and look at it and how intricate that was, mm-hmm. There's a design behind that. It's, it's just yeah, fascinating. It's, it's yeah. not happen chance that yeah. that is that way. Right. Right. And 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 to take that piece of like spiderweb and, and wrap it into design and what I do and how I try and be creative, like, you know, the golden ratio. Mm-hmm. Um I'm mesmerized by that mm-hmm. and how much that that shows up in nature. And right. that's one of things I think that have made me successful is I incorporate that into every one of my designs somehow, right. some in, way with intention within exactly like, you know, right. that I do this series of landscape yep. photographies where I take vintage bicycles yep. and I call them bicycle landscapes. Mm-hmm. Every one of those shots that I'm setting up, I'm, conscious of the golden ratio and how sure. I can incorporate that design. And there's even this other element of why I feel like I've created this niche and why that set me apart from other landscape photographers is because I'm putting this bicycle into the shot. That's intrinsically weaving a human element into a natural space. Sure. And so that gives the viewer an instant connection, whether they realize it or not. Right. They're drawn to it for some reason because it's like putting them there. But you wouldn't put a picture of a stranger on your wall. <laughs> right. Right? Right. But uh, a random bicycle yeah. is another story. Right. And it and it also helps give a sense of scale for you know, for you photographers sure. listening. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's the other piece that it's done mm-hmm. in my work. Um it's also amped up my my skills and my it presented this whole new challenge to photography where I would say I was getting stagnant, just taking picture. Oh, here's another picture of some Aspen trees. What would you do? Right? Like, <laughs> and so it's like, I take, you know, a pile of vintage bikes and weave them into the trees somehow. Right. And I'm trying to figure out which direction they should face, um, which color bike to put in the scenario. So you were, you were creating by doing that, right? Like that's, that's the a creative process for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and and I love that. Like we could go a whole nother spinoff on the creative process. 
But what about when someone says, so again, I'm, I'm trying to play the devil's advocate. I told you I was going to do that a little bit. But what about when you, when someone says to you, but what does that have to do with being created? Like created to create and you're yeah. applying a cre creative process um, that you're describing right now. Can't, couldn't somebody say, well, that, that has nothing to do with being created. You're, you're just creating. Okay. Here's this, here's a, example I feel like of that and this is something I've recently discovered and I you know I'm it blows my mind right so if, whether you believe in in a god or Jesus or anything like that you've heard the story of David and Goliath right I have I mean for me I literally was in my 20s when I before I realized that that wasn't a fairy tale like David was a king right and that was a bible story and right. I was like wait what and um, and he has become my favorite Bible character, David. Um, yep. He's the only one, aside from Jesus, no one is mentioned more in the Bible than David. Is, is. that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a fun fact for you. I didn't know that. Um, the more I've learned about him, the more I feel like my case for created to create and creativity is is more evident. Well, and when you think of David, what's your first? What's your first? Warrior, king. Brave, yeah, courageous, flawed. Yes, um, that's the thing I like about him. He was human. He was flawed. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, so the more I've gotten to know about there's this humongously creative side to David that's yeah. like will blow your mind, Yeah, you know? Psalms, like he, yeah. these are just poems that he sat in trenches yeah. when he was in battle and he would write these poems and these songs and 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 you know that people will say god was speaking to him through sure. this and he was writing he was being creative right i'd known that for a while but something i recently discovered is that he would make his own instruments to play songs for god yeah and i was like wait hold the hold the phone for a second because you jed you know me you know how many creative projects i have one thing i feel like i'm not gift an area that i'm not gifted in is musically mm -hmm. being inclined but i've never explored that so who knows that could be there yeah I've never explored it, so I consider myself tone deaf. And, and I get that somebody could say, well, see, I consider myself not creative. and But I'm aware that I had just haven't explored that yet. Mm -hmm. I've never sat down and like tried to sing in front of somebody or like, you know, one of my bucket list items is to learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. I want to explore yeah. that. <laughs> but the fact that he would make his own instruments and invent these, like, you know, there are people that think he invented the harp or yeah. harp like instruments right. or the symbol like, ding, oh, you know, like, yeah. cause he had this, this, these ideas in his head of sounds and noises that he wanted to play for God. Yeah. But the things, the tools didn't exist. So he made those. So he had to make them. Yeah. Yeah. So just to back up and think about that for a minute, he, not only did he figure out a way to make those, but then play those so that they sounded nice. That blows my <laughs> mind. And if anybody thinks that they're not created to create, just think about that for a few yeah. minutes <laughs> Let it and then in. argue like, well, you know, if this guy can lead armies into battle, but then he can also go make an instrument right. and play it and make it sound nice. Right. Right. There's no limit for anyone. Right. Right. Yeah. What about the person that says, sure him, but not me? I know so many people like that. I have one of my closest friends that is that guy. And... I love him to death. I think it's a good question. Yeah. And we're all broken. Okay. 
And I'm not saying if you think you're not creative that you're broken. I'm just saying that all of us somehow, some way we have these hiccups mm -hmm. or these barriers inside that I feel like if we were just to lean into them mm -hmm. a little harder, we could crack the code a little bit. And it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely your outlook. And you could argue, well, this happened to me and that happened to me and, and this, but there's, there's, and I get that. But there's a point where you have to say, okay, that did happen to me, but I'm not going to let that define me. I'm mm -hmm. not going to let that from this this point on, right? Mm -hmm. we, we heard the phrase this weekend, up until now. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, was, I like the phrase, you know, from this point on. Right. From here on, yep. From here on out. Mm -hmm. And and we get, we get that chance. Regardless of what's happening. Yeah, from here on out. That's your mindset. That's your, that's your green light. That's your past. That's your permission from e this point. Easy forward. to say, tough to do. Absolutely easy to say, tough to do. I yeah. can sit here on this microphone and tell you this all day long <laughs> and people listening are like, click next, please. Yeah. Is this Jack wagon? Um, <laughs> and I say that cause I feel like I've, I'm trying to do that still. Yeah. I'm no expert in that. Like yeah. I have to work hard at it every day. Right. To be creative. You don't finish. No, we were just sitting here and I was showing you my, I use an iPad Pro and I have this app that has to note taking and I throw ideas into it and I have. Good notes. Good notes. It's, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, they're not a sponsor of us. Yet. No. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> they might be of you. They're not of me. No, they're not. Oh, but um, that's my, that's me attempting to. To create something. Mm -hmm. I have to work at it. I have to think about it. I have to sit down. I have to sketch. I have to draw. I have to write. I have to research. None of, none of the things I create just are happen chance. I have to work towards it. And people will tell me all the time, like, you're the most creative person I've ever met. And mm -hmm. like, I hope that doesn't come off. I hope that you can hear that with humility, right? But it's like regardless of what they think I do have to think about it and you know it's just like you're building up this vault of experience certain projects get easier right because you've done them over and over but the, like then you get bored like we're, I threw this term out in the car like I'm very creatively ADD yeah so that's why I like mm -hmm. to do design work I like to photograph mm -hmm. video design all of these things because I'll get bored or stagnant with so these so that's why you have to keep pushing. You have to keep going. How does believing that we are created to create affect the way you approach things and the way that you kind of your process, so to speak, and the way that you do things, um, especially contrasting that with the way that you did that before you believed that? What are the what are the what are the differences? I'm a little, a little less afraid hmm. to take those creative risks. Why? Having the belief in us that you know, words like, you know, we were crafted, we were knitted, hmm. we were designed. Um if you can resonate resonate with those 
and and hear those in your mind when you're thinking about something, it's a little bit of a, a confidence builder, right? Mm. For me, mm-hmm. that there was a bigger plan to begin with, so I can I can continue that. And and like I said, like I still use the word a little less scared to take the creative <laughs> risks. Right. Right. There's no way I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, because I believe this, that I, I feel like I can do anything and yeah. everything is going to succeed. And, yeah. You know, right. um, but no, everything is still a creative risk. Um, and, you know, I I will be the first to admit that, you know, as creatives, as artists, as photographers, whatever it is, as an image maker, an idea curator, mm. you're going to take something you think is great and put it out into the world. Right. And there's there's definitely this piece of the fear and what will people think of this? Right. Right. You're worried about what people think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I've heard people say, well, I don't give an F what they think of me or whatever. Right. I like those people, but I don't (laughs) believe those people. I like them though. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't believe them. Not at all. Hmm. I don't believe them. Hmm. Um, this is like those people. Like, I work in a church, right? Yeah. So it's like those people. It's like, hey, how you doing, man? It's effing yeah. tastic, right? Yeah, I'm right. just great. I'm like, I don't believe you further than I could throw you. <laughs> just be real for once, right? <laughs> how you doing? Shitty, dude. <laughs> it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a season. Would, would it would it not be refreshing to hear that every so often, especially at a church? Yeah. No, I mean. And we, I have a, we have a culture of people that are real there too. So we have that as well. Yeah, it doesn't mean that, I feel right, fortunate, but right. you don't see that every time. And I'm not just referring to right. coworkers at church. I'm right. referring to just humans in yeah. general. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know, there's there's always the the social media thing. You're only putting your greatest hits out there on social media, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm reluctant. Like you. If you're listening, you, you were so inclined to look at my Instagram, Todd Van Fleet. But, like, I don't have a whole ton of followers because I'm not constantly putting stuff out there. Yeah. And I see all these people, like, just producing content right and mm. left and posting daily and everything. And my question is, who the flip has time for that? Right. Yeah, why do you? I, I feel right, like I'm creating so much that I don't have time to stop right. and then... And then... Curate a feed. Yeah, curate right. a feed. Right. And it could also be... Me saying that out loud, realizing, well, I'm afraid uh-huh. of what, if I don't get X amount of likes or whatever. Yeah, I wondered that. I um, wondered that. How much of it is due to that? There is that. I'm not going to lie. But so it's not like, it's. I, I think what I was getting at in my own mind is that it's not like because you believe we're created to create, that that means everything is just magically okay or magically better or that you are magically better, or anything along those lines. Let's look at that word better for a second. Okay, yeah. Because that's, I that's actually would fair, say... Fair question. I would say, I would argue it's better. Fair challenge. Well... Is it easier? No. Okay, all right. There we go. No. Yeah, that helps me. But it's definitely better. Yes. All right, I get it. With that mindset, is life easier? Are projects easier? Mm-hmm. Or is this... No, they're not easier. They're probably going to be harder. Mm. If you have that mindset, there's going to be more obstacles come at you. I am mm. a firm believer of that. Mm. But it is better. Right. It's just not easier. Better doesn't necessarily mean easier. Right. Better could mean harder. 
Yeah. More difficult, more challenging. But better. I would say if you were to take a serious look at, uh, ask yourself hmm. the projects that have been worth it, were they easy or were they hard? Yeah. Like on the other side of stuff. Yeah. When you look back. Yeah. Yeah. You walk through something, you're like, man, that was hard. But when you stop and you think about what happened or what you did or what you created or what you accomplished or what you walked through, those are the best things. And does the believing that you were created to create help you through the process? Is that absolutely that's a piece? Absolutely. Right. Yep. You said confidence earlier. So I'm kind of yeah. expanding on that a little bit. Yeah. When that self doubt gets in, when, when, you don't, you know, like you're presenting an idea to a team right. and, and you're in a room with extremely talented people and you know that, and then it's your turn to yeah. share your idea or to show your thing. I'm getting nervous just <laughs> you know. I'm getting queasy just yeah. thinking about the, the right? picture that you're talking about right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> in, a, in an ad agency, it's like you get a big, huge pitch, uh, right? Yeah. And the you go off and you work on your ideas and you come back, you know sometimes hours later or is right. a day later or right. however long that is and you're pitching your idea yeah. in front of a whole bunch of talented creative people yeah. Yeah. and you're going to put your stuff on the wall next to all this these other incredible ideas mm-hmm. and just put yourself out put there put yourself out there yeah that's not easy no and i've seen the people that don't manage in those situations right right it's not because they're weak or they didn't have good ideas. They right. were just afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. It's absolutely okay. Sure. Well, it's reality. Yeah. It, but when, considering the way that you look at things, when you're afraid, is it different because you know you're not alone even when you feel alone? That's even exactly when, what it is. You know you're not alone. Yeah. It's not just you. Yeah. You're not on your own. Even when it looks that way, even when it can feel that way, you have this deep-seated, what would you call it, faith or knowledge or, or some sort of hope or assurance that yeah. it's not just you. It's not just you. I tell my kids this all the time. I'm so glad you bring this up because Joshua 1 9 says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Right. Wherever you go. Right, right. And why I know that verse and why that's my favorite, Jed, I'm going to tell you this because we, let's go back to when I was telling you about my son having brain surgery yeah. when he was 10 months old. Yeah. He's sitting there on the table before he's about to go in oh my gosh. and be put to sleep and have brain surgery. But I'm going to get choked up telling you this. Yeah. But I'm holding him and I'm looking him in the face and I'm telling him, don't be afraid, buddy. Mom and dad are right here. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. I'm here, mom's here, God's here, we, we got you. You tell your kids this, right, in these situations, right? Mm. But it's one thing to tell your kid that, but then actually believe it and remind them of that as mm. much as you can. Because mm. in the moment, I didn't realize that, that I'm actually telling him a Bible verse. Right. And when I went back right. and realized that that verse, David, my favorite character, huh. I don't even want to say character, my favorite man, yeah, favorite human, yeah, <laughs> said that to his son, yeah, after he realized he he jacked up the kingdom and he's handing it over to his son, right, right, yeah, those are words spoken from a father to son, and I said those to my son, mm. and I you're in tears right now, I was a mess 
when I said that to my son, who I named Luke Elijah. <laughs> um, so when you, when you, back to what you asked me, like, is it easier because you, you can know that you're not alone? Absolutely. Yeah. If you can know that, it helps. It's better. Yeah. It's not easier, but it's better. Huh. Yeah. What's your website? ToddVanFleet.com. That, that's my bicycle landscapes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have all these things going on. I have ToddVanFleetDesigns.com. <laughs> With all my art direction, logo design. I should have known better Yeah, not to make it singular when I said, what's your website? Yeah. And then I have <laughs> toddvanfleetphotography.com. Yeah. Yes, I know. I'm a branding guy, and I need to get this figured out. Wow. I need to, I need it. But I feel like they're all different enough that they deserve a different site. But I have ideas. You have different irons in the fire. Yeah. And um, the toddvanfleetphotography.com, none of these sites have been updated in five years, by the okay. way, because I've gotten so many referrals and I have a nine to five and this is all side hustle stuff right. that I do. I say side hustle, but it's, it's all full-time creative Take, work. It takes a lot of your time. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- that last one has all my portrait work on mm. and I feel like, but I, I'm stay tuned and mm. maybe we can do 2.0 of this and, I, and I'll sure. have a new, well, yeah. I'll just have it packaged differently because right. we learned something over the last few days of, the word that's sticking out to me right now is integrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that earlier. I have a I have a way. I feel like I'm getting a vision of how these things can be more integrated. Mm. And I was also sharing with you, you know, that I have a camera bag in the works. Oh, that's right. It's a prototype being made. I was yeah. so bummed that it wasn't available to bring on this trip to Yosemite. But that is the renderings look nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Having a degree in illustration helps with that. So I was able to to create my own product renderings, drawings, and I'm working with the local Colorado company to have it manufactured. And, um, hopefully we can do a launch soon. Well, it, so we're doing this now it's, it's September. This will probably get released late fall or early winter. Um, so who knows what's different by then, by the time, Oh, at least have photos of the actual thing. Right, right, right. So go check them out. Um, Thanks for doing this. You made me cry. (laughs) That wasn't my intent. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that about you, though, and your boy, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, That's a healthy dose of perspective and gratitude for me, and I hope it is for the people that are listening. Um, Until next time, brother. Love it, Jed.